Hello, friends, and thanks for joining us today for the Hillcrest Covenant Church podcast. This week, we worshiped together online with our live stream service. We had the pleasure of having Patrick Andrus, our Director of Youth and Children's Ministries, speak to us out of Psalm 130 and 139. Patrick reminds us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. And this same Creator who made the whole universe cares about having a relationship with us. Please remember you can watch our live stream that happens Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. or you can always find us at hillcrestdecalb.com. Grace and peace. Good morning, Hillcrest. Welcome to worship. As you can see, we're doing things a little differently this morning. We're outside and we're in the backyard of our church. Um, It's beautiful outside, 70 degrees, light breeze. But I love that we get to worship together online this morning. Uh, We can be anywhere and doing absolutely anything and still be worshiping God. It's so rad, isn't it? But have you ever been going, uh, ever been going home for the night and remember that maybe you needed something for your house, like laundry soap or toothpaste, just randomly? I recently had this happen. Um, I got to the store right by where my wife Christina and I live, and I decided to run in just real quick and just grab laundry soap. Now, when you go to uh, a grocery store, most grocery stores, um, you're given a chance to grab um, a shopping cart or a basket. Well, this particular day, I thought to myself, I just need the one thing. So I should be good, I don't need a cart, right? But as I was walking to where the laundry soap aisle was, um, I started to remember that I needed other things. Like, oh, I need, I need toilet paper. I need toothpaste. I need, I need all these things. So by the time, you know, I start gathering up all these things, my arms are full. They're overfilled. I get to the checkout counter and the, the poor girl, I put all this stuff just kind of down like that. You know, I'm exhausted from holding it, you know, standing in line. I didn't expect to, uh, to get that much stuff. And I've recently felt God's grace in abundance, um, kind of that way. And I mean, I work for a church and I, I thought I knew what to expect, um, considering I've worked for churches before, but Christina and I have been so blessed with so many new friends and such a solid spirit filled church that our arms are overfilled, but in a good way, of course. Isn't it cool how God shows up in our lives in unexpected ways? I know Jesus cares for us, and we experience it together each week here at Hillcrest, but Jesus is wanting to meet with us this morning. He wants to remind you and show you, maybe for the first time or as a reminder, how much you are loved and how wonderfully each of us are made. The Apostle Paul says in Galatians chapter 1, verse 13, For you have heard my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. Paul is speaking of his past here. He's speaking like how off course he he was at at a certain time in his life. Paul knew of Jesus' teachings beforehand, and yet he decided to go against it for a time in his life. It's a conscious choice. It's real. It's a serious choice a choice to truly believe in your heart and understand 
that you mean more to God than you might have ever felt even possible. In verse 15 in Galatians, Paul continues and he says, when God who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. So this is just a, a piece of um, what, what he was speaking of before. But he's, he's saying from the beginning, I was marked by God's grace, even though I had not yet chose it yet. I guess I could have not chose to be a youth pastor, uh, but I did. I chose it. I guess um, I could have not listened to God. And for a brief time in my life, I did. I, I let the, the pursuit of other things, um, money and other things kind of distract me from what maybe my true purpose. And my true purpose is to be a Christian, to be a follower of Jesus. I mean, when I think of the grace that God has given me through Jesus, how can I not feel loved? How can I not feel unique? How can I not live out this faith through Jesus in the world? It's been said that the love that he has for us is indescribable. And it feels that way. I guess it's because we can't truly grasp it sometimes. How can God truly love me? How can God truly forgive me? How can God use me in our world today? Well, in Psalm 139, verse 14, King David, he says these words, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. So God, the maker of all, he spent time thinking about each of us. God took his time with each of us in our design, in our individual design. God took his time with us. When I was a, when I was a little boy, um, I liked to make crafts, um, whether it was in school or church um, or at home. I love to draw. I love to color. I always loved making, creating, recreating beautiful things on a page. I always felt drawn to it pun intended. But there were times that I, I would, I would draw or color and, and something, you know, sometimes it would be great. You know, I'd be like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool. Good job. You know, this is worthy to keep, be proud of. But other times I would not think that the art that I had made was any good whatsoever. Uh, I mean, when I, when I was little, I, I knew I had a standard for my work. And I knew when I was drawing or coloring up to my full potential. It's kind of crazy. I still remember crumpling up so many pieces of paper and, and tossing it into the wastebasket in my bedroom, you know, making a game out of it, like basketball game or whatever. And, uh, but maybe even sometimes I would rip them up into like little pieces of, of paper, smaller pieces and, you know, out of anger, like, ah, get rid of that. That's disgusting. But I still remember this one particular day. Um, I woke up and got ready for school. I must have been around six or seven. And I got finished getting ready and walked out to the kitchen area where my mom was cooking breakfast for me and my brothers. And I saw some drawings on our refrigerator. Some of the drawings on the refrigerator were the ones that I had given my mother that I had approved of, you know, that I had patted my back and said, good job, good job, Patrick, these are worthy. But then there were others on the refrigerator that weren't approved by me. The others uh, were the ones that were ripped up or tossed into the wastebasket. But I remember asking my mom, 
why those were there. Why, why did you, why, why are the ripped up ones there? Why are the crumpled up ones there? And she said, because you made them and they aren't garbage. My mom thought that all that I had made, that all that I drew, all that I created was special. And she loved all of them, no matter what they looked like. It's kind of a sappy story, but it also relates to our God's love for us. What's so crazy to think about is there isn't any mistakes in any of us and how we were made. God has made each of us in his own image. There is no quality check with our God. I know it's hard to imagine because of how judgmental everything is in the world today. But in Genesis, we're reminded of how we are made. Genesis chapter 1, 27 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So, you and I were created in God's image. Whose image? Not our own image, not someone else's image, but the God of the universe. The one that we talked about earlier being indescribable. So then, if God made us in his image, why do we find it so hard not to believe it? It's tough sometimes because our world can make, make us believe the opposite. Our world can be so mean to us, right? It's hard because sometimes we're raised to think we aren't good enough or maybe someone outside of our home um, has been mean to us or even inside the home, someone has tried to tear us down. So how then can we truly believe when all we hear is that we need to try harder to be better or good enough. The cool thing is, though, is that we're already good enough in God's eyes. You are here listening and watching this message this morning and a part of this worship service because I believe God wants to show you more. He wants to deepen his relationship with you more. When the relationships we have get quality time poured into them, they become deeper. I mean, right? I mean, it makes sense. Would you agree with that? With our God, it's the same way. When we come into relationship with God, we start to open ourselves up to someone other than ourselves, other than the outside world. It's through his son, Jesus, that we can confide in always. It's through that time we spend getting to know God, getting to know his son, Jesus, and his spirit that we see that we are loved no matter where we are. We start to feel whole love surrounding us through the good times, the mediocre times, through the bad times. There are no conditions to God's love. The love is offered to us daily through Jesus and through that relationship. God sees you as you. God loves you as you right now, where you are. King David, he says again in one, uh, Psalm 139, verses 13 through 15, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame is not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, 
when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Through these verses, we see King David share his views on our God. David obviously loved God. David obviously spent a lot of time speaking to God to feel like he could talk about God this way, to write it down on a piece of paper. He had to have been close to him, I I would assume. How does hearing these words about how God made you wonderful make you feel? Maybe it's the first time you've ever thought of yourself that way. Or maybe you've heard family or friends say these words before, but never really felt it from God. Does it take a load off your chest hearing that the God of the universe made us wonderfully? I know it does me. Life can get so complex and confusing at times. Life can take our self-esteem and knock it to the ground. But in relationship with God and with his son Jesus, we can be assured daily that we are wonderful and made in his image. Talking to God daily is needed. Once a relationship starts with a new friend, do you have to talk to that person to remain friends? If you don't communicate, what happens? The friendship, it grows further and further apart. So what does Jesus say? In Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, Jesus says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Well, just like in the story I shared about my art growing up, my mother loved all of my art, even when I struggled to see why. Even when life gets so dark and we struggle to understand why God would care, why does this have to happen to me? You know, I don't deserve love. I've done so many bad things in my life. Remember, remember that you are a prize, that you are a piece of art that God does not discard. You are special. You are wonderful to God. So when life gives us something unsavory, which happens, remember that we have a God who loved us so much that he gave us his only son, Jesus, on the cross. Jesus died on the cross so that we could be freed from our sin, but also our daily struggle. You don't have to struggle alone. He's right here, if only you ask. The relationship we start with Jesus is a daily one. It's not just a one and done type thing. If we really desire change in our lives, We need to work at it. And that work starts in sharing our hearts with Jesus. And Jesus kind of knew this. Jesus knew it's the human condition, right? To to wander, to to let our minds get to run away from us. Because even towards the end of Jesus' ministry, right before he was gonna get arrested, he's sitting praying with his friends, and he notices them getting a little antsy. And he says, Matthew 26, 41, he says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So we must focus on Jesus. It's a serious, conscious 
choice. Like that's the scripture that we shared at the beginning of this message about Paul. He had to make a choice. He had known about Jesus. He had heard the stories about Jesus and about Christians, but it never really hit home. He had to choose it. He had to consciously choose it. He had to run after it. This morning, it's a serious, conscious choice that we are presented with. My question for you is, friends, how, how is your walk with Jesus? How is your daily walk with Jesus? Have you reached out to him? Because he is reaching out far and wide to you. Let's pray together. God, I pray that we start to listen to the cries in our heart. God, that we, we start to listen for your glory to fall, for your presence, God, to fill us up, God, that we would see, taste, that, that we would smell, hear, and feel what it is that you have for us each day. God, let there be a yearning that rises up within us, a thirst for discipline, God, a hunger for things that are deeper. God, take us beyond our normal routine in our day-to-day. God, carry us through those times that are tough. God, those times that are happy, those, those mediocre times as well. God, help us to remember your son Jesus. And if we open our hearts, that he, he could take us through anything and take us beyond anything. Father, for what do we have if we don't have you and your son Jesus? What in this life could mean any more? Help us remember that you are our rock, you are our glory, you are the lifter of our heads. Amen.